This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Are you ready to be fucked, man? Providing insight. It kind of sounds like some kind of howler monkey. Commentary. It's a vaginal lead-up. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, Gutterball. Hello, Bradley. Hey, Seth. How are you doing? Pretty good. You lovely individual. Thank you for that, by the way. You're very welcome. Finally, you got it. Out. The only card I need is the Ace of Spades. Um, so not the, not the Queen of Spades. No. Not the, um, you know, the earth-shattering, genre-reinventing song by Styx off the album Pieces of Eight. No, not that I'm one. referring to the uh, and not the not, Motorhead song. Not the uh, the females who really had a corner on the market of the low end of a song. Not them, either. This is a Motorhead song. Yes. Well, I wanted to pump myself up. So Motorhead I is need... a band, like a musical band. Yes, they are, and I needed to, you know. I needed to get in the mood. I wanted to bring the energy here for you and for our audience. So you were you were basically bringing the I, energy, and I was sleeping as I tried to finish the Warriors. Is that something like that? Something? I was just I was just rocking out <laughs> just now, just the three minutes before you called. I was rocking out, and now I'm ready to go. Because when I hear, you know, I'm ready to just totally like Chev Chelios this thing <laughs> after getting pumped up. Rarely has there been a more horrifying visual than you Chev Cheliosing out. I just want to point that out. But I just, man, the world sits up and takes notice when you start Chev Cheliosing. That's true. So we got a little, we got some stuff. First of all, I just, Motorhead, you got to finish up with that. I can't, I can't do it. I thought I could get there, but I have no clue what you're talking about. Really? Yeah, with the motorhead. You weren't just playing like straight man? No, I was trying to. I figured it would come around and I would know you, what you're talking you about. Are you saying but you, you do not know the band Motorhead? I have heard of the band Motorhead. I think. I see. I'm pretty sh- sure. It's not Motor City, like the, the you know, no. affectionate... Slang name for Detroit. Motorhead. And it's not, uh, yeah. And it's not Propellerhead. No. No, that's a whole other thing. But, but Motorhead, I'm pretty... And it could be a misheard lyric of, uh, what is that, uh, Sister Christian? Well, wait, what are you talking Motorhead. about? Motorhead. Night Ranger, Sister Christian. Doesn't that how that goes? Do I have the wrong song? I'm so... Well, right. No, you're you're good. <laughs> well, that was yeah, motor. Yeah, when yeah, yeah, no, Motorhead, Motorhead. Here from Wikipedia. When Night Ranger English... came strutting their stuff out on stage as the third act of the quadruple header, and they sang, "Motor," and you're saying they sang <laughs> "Motorhead." I thought, <laughs> I, you're playing with me. I thought they I were am saying playing with you. I am playing with motoring. You, yes. 
right? Yeah, like motoring. you're really motoring. motoring down the highway or something. No, no, that's exactly it. I'm just no okay. Motorhead is a completely different band than Night Ranger. Uh, Motor. So see, I, okay, I'm looking. So pieces. So pieces now. of eight was from 1978. Right, right. And Ace of Spades with a titular was from 1980. It looks like. Wait, what's is Ace of Spades a band? No, Ace of Spades. That's Ace of Bass. Well, right. I'm talking that was about much Motorhead. Later. That was a I'm talking about later. Motorhead, which is a uh, this with Lemmy. Did you say Lemmy? Motorhead are an English rock band formed in June 1975 <laughs> by bassist, singer, and songwriter Ian Fraser <laughs> Kilmeister, professionally known by his stage name Lemmy. I'm not sure if I so should are you be just embarrassed. With me? I'm not sure if I should be embarrassed or proud that I don't know any of this. Are you just trying to get me back for not knowing? Sticks? Well, that's what is I'm that what feeling really, 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 really proud of myself for that right now. But no, it's not intentional. I'm just like fucking a. You never heard a sticks. You never heard a sticks song. Oh, what's this sticks business? Now, I'd never heard of any of this crap. All right. I, right, I'm well, vaguely aware of the band Motorhead. It doesn't quite sure. ha- have the same impact as I wouldn't call myself any type of Motorhead super fan. But <laughs> okay. uh, Ace of right, Ace of pants. Bass was a good band, though. All that she wants is another baby. All that she wants is another baby. See, I know that. So, so you're gonna sit there though. Wait, just, just. Hold your horses. You're going to sit there and say, you had heard of Motorhead in, whatever, 1995, but you had never heard of Styx. That is correct. If somebody said, Motorhead, go. Okay, uh, you know, fairly popular band in the mid to late 70s, early 80s, had this song, this song. You'd have all that information at the ready. Yes. Motorhead's lyrics typically co- cover such topics as war, good versus evil, abuse of power, promiscuous sex, substance abuse, and, most famously, gambling. Well, that's a wider range of topics than Led Zeppelin ever covered, because they had two, Lord of the Rings and sex. Okay, guys, I got a great idea for a song. This one's going to be about Gollum. Be awesome. Brad, I, I just... I don't know what to make of your hijinks, honestly. Well, you know, you don't need to understand it. You just need to feel the result. <laughs> which is, I am coming to you live over the internet right now. Right now. Right now. Because we're a little bit late because I fell asleep watching the Warriors. Yes. So why were you watching the Warriors? I was watching the Warriors, Brad, because we had a uh, phones ringing dude episode. I don't know what to call it. Somebody asked us a question. Mm -hmm. The question was, why in movies, especially at night, are streets asphalt streets always wet or more often than not wet and I guess the gist of the answer was 
gives more interest to the frame, basically. Yeah, it just looks better. It looks cooler, right? The light will reflect on it. Otherwise, it's just kind of like, yeah. Right. Just like blah. Yeah, just be all this empty. You can see all the colors and everything reflected in it. Right. Right. Exactly. So anyway, I tweeted that out to a uh, a fan of ours, Brandon. If he was really a fan, I'd know how to pronounce his name. Trost? Trost? Brandon? Hi, Brandon. I would say Trost, Trost. personally, but I don't know, I guess, for sure. I think that I, yeah, I think I just always assumed it was Trost. Seems like Trost like, would have an E on the end. I think of that for, like, Betro. Or to- Toast? It's not Betrow. Like, in, in, uh, in, like, Betro and Jtro in that, uh, the FP. Betro and that's J- why. Jtro in the FP? Is this something else mm-hmm. I should have been familiar with? Kind of like Motorhead? Probably. Hmm. Now I know you're playing. <laughs> you're just you're just playing with me. So I would say Trost too. I'm gonna move right past that because I don't want to get into another situation where it's like I have no clue what's going on, and uh, you act like smarty pants. Or what is it though? The FP fashion police? Yes. No, something else. Fraser Park. We talked about this. Shut thing. up. What are you talking about? We talked about it several days ago. Enlighten me. I think there was just a mis a miscommunication somehow. Well, you know, well, when you're on text yeah. and you're trying to have six conversations at once. It's slippery. Your texts are slippery. <laughs> it can be slippery. Extremely slippery. We've been over anyway, this too. It's not important. Well, let's chalk that up for next time. We can get into the <laughs> FP. It's a flipping awesome. Flippin' awesome? That's yeah, what that I, means? I lo- no, it's not what it means, but oh. I just love the FP. I think it's a flippin' awesome movie. Oh, the FP. Right. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I still don't have any idea what it is, but I do remember you mentioning that. That's right, the FP. It's like, do they rollerblade or something? They play Beat Beat Revelation. Beat Beat Revelation, okay. Right. Not Dance Dance Revolution. No. Beat, beat, revelation. Gotcha, gotcha. FP. No, I'm there now. I'm there. I remember. I'm sorry. But no, I've never seen it. I've, Definitely worth seeing. I've never seen Crank 2 either. So. Well, that's what I was going to say. Crank High Voltage. So I mentioned che- Chelios. Yeah. You got a perfect tie in. Cheliosing. <clears throat> tie into what? To this whole Trost conversation. Why is that? Because he happened to be the uh, cinematographer. Because he DP'd that shit, right? On Crank, High Voltage, two thousand nine. I mean, one of another flipping awesome movie. I, well, you know, I love Crank and Crank High Voltage, and Chev Chelios is one of my personal heroes. Does without a doubt. Does is it High Voltage like the ACDC album or just Voltage? Crank. High Voltage. Hi, oh. Does it stand up to the original? I feel like, well, in some ways it kind of retreads the original. I would say it expands on the original so much. It was almost like the original was just like the test run. Hmm. And the second one is like, okay, we're going to do this shiz for real. See, that to me is pretty high praise. 
I mean, I love the first one also. <clears throat> oh, I love the first one too. And it's kind of like, wh- what are you gonna do after yeah. that? Yeah, I saw I saw Crank High Voltage in the theater. So I didn't see Crank. I was late to the Crank game. <clears throat> I think Crank High Voltage might have already even been out in theaters by the time I watched Crank. I like rented it online and watched it. Just kind of like on a lark. And I was just like, holy shit. Is this the best movie ever? Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, shit, but it sucks that now that I just discovered Crank is the most awesome shit ever. And I missed the sequel in the theater. If only I like rented this movie like a month earlier. I could have saw that. And then what do you know? We have the dollar theater that plays movies oh. that are just, you know, okay, they've already kind of had the first run. And like, oh, now for a dollar, you can go see these movies. And what came to the dollar theater but crank high voltage? You know, the... Um... I went and saw that shit. And you know what? The <laughs> audience was full of super fans. The half-retarded stepson brings the uh, projector out, puts it on a little table, shoots it against the wall. It's sort of like it's flickering... And they bring around a little tray of like meats. It you it's it's not quite like that. You might be surprised. It's actually a pretty decent theater. So no meats. It used to be like a regular old theater, like with like a with meats theater, and now it's a no meats theater. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> But what was awesome was I got to see Crank 2 in the theater with an audience that loved it and appreciated it. And I could tell just based on the reaction and like the reaction to some of the references to the first movie. This audience loved Crank and they knew the first movie very well. They were here. They were all in. They were crankies. It was an awesome experience. They were crankies. Exactly. <laughs> and you- they were crank watts. Crank, crank whistles. <laughs> crank Crank spots. <laughs> Cranktons, that's a good one. <laughs> we'll say that's what I said. Getting cranked with the Cranktons. <laughs> and you were like so fresh off the uh, crank wagon that it was all like a breath of fresh air to you. It's like yeah. you had just recently become cranked. Exactly. And it's like, I, wow. At that point, I would say I had watched the first crank. I know I watched it at least twice. I'm going to say three times possibly. Because hmm. I watched Crank. See, this is I'm I'm so, sick. Wait, in a way. Well, I know so you're I watched, sick. What year is this? Do you think? Well, I don't. It must be '09 because that's when it came out. Sitting in front of me, it says Crank High Voltage was '09. So, wow. Well, I mean, I don't want to derail you here, but I didn't watch Crank, the original Crank, now until. Well, I think we have episodes of this podcast where you're where we talk about how you right. haven't seen Crank even, so that gives you an idea. Right. So it's within you know a year and a half or so, probably. And it was only because you mentioned it. It's like, got to see this thing. But you haven't seen Crank High. Voltage But I have yet. not seen Crank High Voltage. But here, I I've derailed you. You were, continue, please. So, okay, my sickness, I guess, right? Yeah, you're a sick person. I probably, I don't know. So I saw Crank. Watched it one night, late at night. Like, you know, expecting, you know, 
just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Jason Statham action movies, they're kind of fun. No, like, okay, this movie <laughs> flipping changed my life. So you were already in the Jason Statham action movie fan club, basically. I mean, not like I am now, like a true card-carrying member the way Crank did. Because I'll now watch almost any Jason Statham movie. Well, that's how I am. And I will just pretend that's Chev Chelios. That's how this I am. This is just the Chev Chelios expanded. Even though it's not, I'm just going to like, okay, I'm just going to pretend this is Chev doing this stuff. And it <laughs> makes the movie so so watchable. The preferred nomenclature is Chev, by the way. Chev. It's French. Whatever, Chev, Chelios. I made that up. They did, uh, but so what I did was I watched it, and then the next day I was like, I went to my wife and I was like, Christine, you must watch this. <laughs> this movie was so good. I, you need to see this so we can talk about it. I watch it, sit down and watch it. And I made her watch it with me, and she was like, okay, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I think she liked it. I mean, no, I think she was kind of like, yeah, that's pretty. So that was something. That was kind of uh, original and fresh. Yeah, I see why you like it. I don't think she that's, was that's nice. quite as enamored with it as you Probably were. Probably not quite as enamored, no. Um, but I was the same way. That actually got me on my Statham kick, as you mentioning Crank. It's like, okay, yeah. I guess I'll... I mean, I had seen it sort of cruising by in the Netflix queue. Like, I, I guess I'll watch this. And then it's like any time old Statham's name comes up in a description, I'm like, yep, watch that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care anymore. Because like you said, it's just, imagine that's Chev Chelios over there, and it just makes the movie better. (laughs) Yeah, no, it totally does. Yeah, what, uh, yeah, Crank, Chev, Chev Chelios is just his... That's just his, it's his iconic role as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) without a doubt. And I'm just waiting for Crank 3. Please let them make a Crank 3. They've got to be, they got to have talks. It's got to be in the works, right? There's always talks, like every once in a while, you know, like, because I have a Google alert for Crank 3. So every once in a while, there'll be a little thing like, oh, you know, we talked to Jason Statham at the so-and-so film fest and... Asked him about Crank 3, and he said, yeah, he'd love to do it. And he's talked to Neville Dean Taylor, and they're on board. They just need to write thing, blah, blah. You know, there's always this kind of teasing that they want to do it. They're going to do it. But, I mean, that's been for years now. What is this, 2014? So it's been like five years at this point since Oh, you just you one. just fucked it up. Now it's not evergreen anymore. Damn it. It's not evergreen? Right. Because now, now they know that it's 2014. Oh, we've mentioned a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was all very illusory. Presidential politics, all sorts of things. <laughs> Harry S. Truman. What are they talking about? The There's stand. no Crank 3. I just read a Crank 7. Exactly. Crank would be a fucking awesome video game. I'm going to put that out there, too. Usually they think of the video game first, and then... You know, well, I mean, I guess that was kind the movie of office it, right? since since Crank is totally inspired by video game and stuff. Like it has the whole video game, like the whole eight bit video game motif in there as well. Wait, Crank? What do you mean by that? Watch it again. Now this has been a while since I've seen it, but so it kind of starts out like 
So if you watch Crank, it's like it kind of starts out Scott like, Pilgrim type shit or something. Kind of. It's kind of starts out with these kind of like glitchy, like eight bit video game things. Huh. I think it might be at some point in the middle. They also cut. You know how like it just frenetically cuts from this to that, right? And at one point they like cut to like, oh, it's like a video game Chev Chelios or something. Really? Like briefly, and then um, when he talks to his girlfriend Amy Smart. His, like, cover, so he lies. He says he's, like, a video game developer or whatever. So there's another, like, video game kind of reference. And then at the end of the movie, I think you might have to wait till the end of the credits. I'm not sure. But it shows, like, it cuts, again, like, this 8-bit video game showing, like, an 8-bit Jason Statham, like, fighting the bad guys and everything. And it shows, like, his hearts that go, you know, and they eventually go down and then he, like, dies. Like, he falls out of the helicopter or something. There's like an 8-bit representation of the movie. And I might be mixing up part of Crank 2. It's definitely in the first Crank, and I think there's some more in Crank 2. I might be confusing some of the things. I like I think in Crank 2, they might like bring you up to speed at what happened in Crank 1 by showing like this 8-bit like Nintendo-like video game that summarized the movie in literally seven seconds. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best thing ever or the sign of a shitty movie. No, it's <laughs> I can, awesome. I can summarize it in seven <laughs> seconds with an eight-bit Atari 2600S no, cartoon. trust me, it <laughs> is pretty awesome. <laughs> See, anyway. I just think we need to clarify that you are, in fact, serious. Like, this is one of your most... No, I'm completely movies. serious. I'm completely serious. You're not serious. making it up, and it's not ironic in any way. Like, this no. this is really the shit for you. It is. It is. And I really liked Crank. I don't know if I'm on the same level of, of um, Crank fandom as you are. You just have to watch, again, like with Lebowski, right? You gotta yeah, watch yeah, yeah. it some more, maybe. I'm, and I'm not saying I didn't like I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. But I just, I think there might be a lot of stuff that I'm missing. I think it just, and also just might be partly me. Like, the movie just speaks to me in some way. (laughs) Well, if I had a nickel for every time I've seen you, like, dive over the hood of a car, like the Dukes of Hazzard. Exactly. I'd, you know, I'd have a quarter, but that'd be better than a nickel. I'm looking at Bunny's buttocks. Oh, that's toward the end of this minute. Yeah, it's just... So hold on, hold up here, hold up, hold up. (laughs) So you're talking about Beatro, yeah, but you never mentioned. So what was his answer to the to the to the sidewalk? Oh, we never got back to that. So Beatro's answer was, "Hey, just watch the Warriors, and then you'll know as to why streets are wet." Okay, especially at night. And you've seen the Warriors. Well, I just watch the warriors except i fell asleep which is why i'm late and i'm sorry because it was late and i was making clam chowder gotcha um but this movie actually has held up pretty well so it's like late 70s i want to say i don't know 78 79 something like that yes and it's uh new york where there's this just um 
New York is overrun with gangs. The gangs outnumber the police, and there's this one gang called the Warriors. They get framed for this murder, and they're on the run trying to get back to Coney Island. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the gangs of New York and Leo DiCaprio are out to get them and kill them for vengeance for killing this guy. Yes. Whatever. But it's... I don't know what to say about it. I mean, there's the obvious where it takes place at night and the streets are wet. Every time they're outside, all the streets have been hosed down. The cars have been hosed down. The sides of the buildings have been hosed down. Everything's soaking wet. There's your answer right there. But it makes it a very rich uh, visual experience, I guess, because you can see the lights and reflections everywhere. There's not an empty part of the frame. So... They made a video game about the Warriors in 2005. Oh. Rockstar Games. What a random piece of information for you to have well, stored up in your... <laughs> I'm just saying, we were talking about making Crank into a video game. Another connection here. So this is, you know, there's a precedent for this. Yeah. Sometimes... Well, the Warriors... Yeah. So, so my experience with the Warriors, since we're on this topic... Since you've heard of the Warriors, but you hadn't course, ever heard of Sticks. Yeah, before so you definitely heard of the Warriors way before Sticks. I knew of the Warriors. Did not know of Sticks. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. You know man. what? I just, I, you know, uh, here's the thing. I talked to my brother tonight about this, and he agrees with me. You're full of shit. You, Maybe. you and I'm Laura are full of shit, man. One hundred percent not full of shit. You just lived in a different. No, everybody's heard "Come Sail Away" at some point in their life. I'm not gonna say that I'd never heard it. If I did hear it, it never registered with me, and I certainly did not know the name of the band that did it, or the fact that they did these other songs or anything else. I can't say that, yes, you know, one day there was playing in, like, the supermarket or something over the, you know... The supermarket? That's nice. But you had heard... (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. You heard the uh, elevator music version... Of pieces of eight, mm-hmm. but you, I definitely. But you had I heard Mr. Roboto. I did know Mr. Roboto. I did not when as I, a when, source when, of derision. Well, I mentioned before. Yeah. Yes, I only knew it as like, oh yes, it's this like iconically bad song from the eighties. Like it represents like how things went kind of astray there in nineteen eighty three. When Sticks but, jumped the shark. Could have been. Yes. But that's why I knew that song, Mr. Roboto. It wasn't until later, after, I'm like, okay, Adam's into this theatrical art rock thing. <laughs> I don't fully get it. And then one day, it's like, well, that's the band that does Mr. Roboto. And then I was like, this just gets weirder and fucking weirder, man. They did Mr. They did Mr. Roboto? What? So that was my experience there. My experience with the Warriors. Do you have a penchant for exaggeration, which is why I think half of the shit you say is made up? For instance, never heard of sticks till I met you. I just, I chose to believe you were exaggerating. You may choose to believe what you want. It's true that I would exaggerate from time to time. I will say this is something that I am... 100% 100% completely serious about. Okay. All right. You know, fuck my experience with the Warriors. 
Well, uh, let's get no, to here. the let's get to the Lebowski. I just I I let's get to the Lebowski, man. You gotta just make it the short version, real quick, the sh- and then we'll get the, to the Lebowski. The quick version is, you know, would see that movie on cable as a kid and be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it was so bizarre, like I could not process it. Never really watched the whole thing, but would see bits and pieces of it. You know, it would play on like cable and stuff from time to time. Um, and maybe kind of similarly to sticks. So I was like, what the fuck is this? This is just a weird thing. Right? This is what my like, you know, 10 year old brain would be like, you know, what the fuck is this? Right. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't until later, probably like college where it was like, no man, the warriors, that's classic. That's like cult cinema, big deal. Like, oh, huge foreign people love that shit. Huh? So I was like, really? And then did you the watch warriors? it? Um, you know, I've never watched the whole thing. I've seen pieces of it. Now I would say I can see, okay, this is kind of like, it's kind of, it's like this, I can kind of appreciate, maybe similar to how I might appreciate Crank. Because you could look at Crank very quickly and be like, oh, this is just some stupid Jason Statham movie. Kind of write it off. But if you like want to like, okay, no, just give yourself over to it and the over the topness of it. And the kind of weird thing it's trying to do, the the new aesthetic that it's trying to build, be like, okay, I can see this as being kind of interesting, right? And I would say the same thing about the Warriors. Okay, yeah, see, I can totally get behind that, because on the surface, the Warriors does seem like, what the hell is this, some sort of like shitty-ass 70s wannabe, I don't even know what. But, it but, star. yeah, go on. Well, but then it stars Jerry Horn, Brad. Yes, Jerry Horn is in there. Well, what I was going to say is it stars Michael Beck as the lead character. No, wait, who's Michael Beck? He played Swan in The Warriors. Well, I know in The, the main. I'm character. just saying, how would I know him outside of this? Well, again, if we're going to talk about kind of cheesy cinema, he was in Xanadu. He had the lead in Xanadu, the Olivia Newton-John yeah. bizarre musical. Uh, yeah. So you should probably like that. Maybe five minutes um, of that I made it through. And then uh, he's also in Megaforce. Um, so I recently sent you the clip of the flying motorcycle scene. Oh, shit. Which is the that culmination one? of Megaforce. Oh, God. He is in that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That is the... So he's in, he's, he's in a lot of classes. Now, let me ask you a question. So here you go. Here you go. See, I get to get back at you again because I assumed the flying motorcycle clip was like... After Battlestar Galactica had jumped the shark like 17 times that they were on Earth and they were on motorcycles, Mm -hmm. but since they were like Battlestar Galactica type people, that they were going to be able to make them fly. Okay, so I sent you two flying motorcycle clips several weeks apart. Right, but between them... (gasps) I do have a penchant for flying motorcycles. (laughs) You you do. (laughs) But between them was a Battlestar Galactica clip. Which I just took to be like one point in the arc of the story you were telling, but I think now that you're saying it, the Battlestar Galactica clip where they're flying around had nothing to do with the second flying motorcycle clip, right? Well, you, I think you have them reversed. At first, I sent you Megaforce that had the like the '80s soundtrack, the guys in the desert, and he flies. Well, up he flies into the up plane. into the plane. Yeah, that's Megaforce, right? Oh, okay. Right, right. Yes. And then I sent you another clip, which was a scene from Battlestar Galactica. Right. 
where, or I should to be more precise, it was Galactica 1980 was the title of that series that featured the flying motorcycles. <laughs> and there's like the, uh, you know, the motorcycle gang pulls up to them and is like, hey, never saw bikes like that before, pull over. And they're like, oh shit, they're going to like find out we're not from Earth. And they, okay, let's fly away when they fly away. <laughs> Yes, and it's the, the main baddie of the motorcycle gang is Leon from Blade Runner. Yes. He plays a lot of roles like that. He's bad guy, stock bad guy, number like six and yeah. a half, basically. Yes. Let me tell you about my mother. <laughs> How did so, we get on that kick? We went all over the place. Jesus. Warriors, Megaforce. So I remember when I sent you the Megaforce clip, and the song over it is like the Megaforce theme. Like, if you listen to the song, it's like, yeah, we're a Megaforce. Like, it's actually like, but I remember you made a comment like, it was, you know, I don't think that was the original audio, which it's not. If you watch the clip with the original audio, it's even more fantastic. So it, and more fantastically bizarre. Less comprehensible than it is with that soundtrack. It even makes it, the, the audio <laughs> makes it so much more incomprehensible. It is so <laughs> flipping weird. Megaforce is awesome. Anyway, so let's move on to Lebowski. So, well, I'm still looking at Bunny's ass here. So we are, so we did something new, I think. I get Where we did well, not play. Right. The minute, the 60 seconds in the beginning. Right, instead we subjected everyone to like half an <laughs> hour 35 of minutes fucking of talking nonsense. about Megaforce, <laughs> Crank, Xanadu, Warriors, and, everything. And you trying to explain to me basic, basic functions of the universe. So, productive half an hour, I'd say. Yes. Oh, uh, but at least you got your Chelios on. You chelios it a little I bit. Do. So let's now... Let's put the this to get us into the mood and get everyone into the mood to understand what we're talking about. Let's play that minute now. Okay, let's do that. About feminists that we hate sex. It can be a natural, zesty enterprise. However, there are some people, it is called ceteriasis in men, nymphomania in women, who engage in it compulsively and without joy. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Mr. Lebowski. These unfortunate souls cannot love in the true sense of the word. Our mutual acquaintance, Bunny, is one of these. Listen, Maude, um, I'm sorry if your stepmother is a nympho, but uh, you know I don't see what this has to do with... Uh, you have any Kahlua? Take a look at this, sir. Hmm? Oh, I know that guy. He's a nihilist. Carl Hungus. Here I am again, looking at Bunny's ass, because I just paused it. We're, yep, we're seeing right the, at the end. close up of the television screen, looking at the uh, the porno. Is that what you call it, porno? Is it a porn or a porno? What do you call it? I believe the 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 correct nomenclature is preferred. Po- the preferred nomenclature these days is porn. It's a por- up. It's a porn, or it's. 
Like it's a porn. It's a porn. No, no, no. I guess not. It's not say a porn. It's just porn. I'm watching. I'm looking a... at the. I'm watching porn. Yeah, I guess I'm watching a porno. I'm watching a porn. You know, I don't know. So, I'm not sure what the proper nomenclature is in this situation. I'm gonna have to admit. Maybe I should be proud that I don't know. Because it's but if you're know. watching a specific piece of art, it'd be I'm watching a or I'm watching. Yeah, it's not like you're watching any old thing. You're not like on the internet or something. Like this is, you know, they're watching log jamming. I'm watching, but you don't want to specify. I'm watching a a porno. That does sound old fashioned somehow, doesn't it? A porno. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because people, it's what the internet, I think, has done to porn. There's no longer, like, a porno. You simply watch porn. Like, it's the same way you watch just, TV, right? You just take it all in. Like, right. you know, like, there's 112 right. channels. You just flip through it. I'm just watching television. Just a nonstop like, geyser. I'm not of, watching any specific porno. I'm just watching porn. Just the, the nonstop geyser, geyser of penises body and parts boobs and thrusting. And, right. and I'm, I'm watching thrusting. Everything. I'm not watching a thrusting. I'm just watching thrustings. What are you doing watching thrustings? I'm watching porns. I'm, yeah, porns? Yeah, porns? It can't work. I'm watching... I guess, what, is art... There, there's not, like, pornos anymore? Like, pieces of cinema well, involving thrustings? Well, there, there is. I mean, there's even the Lebowski porn. Okay. They that do has that? a great trailer. Did we do we mention that before? I feel like we never talked about it on this show. It rings a vague like bell. like a year ago. I did like we I did send it to you, and I think we had a discussion about it briefly, but not. Uh, I came across in my Lebowski wanderings on the web. I found that, yeah, you can just get it on YouTube. I mean, it's not that was a little offline explicit or anything. Or yeah, it was a little. Huh. Yeah, like I think I uh, texted it the link to you. I vaguely remember that, and it's pretty. Like I mean, it's like right. I mean, it's awesome. Like it's now. Is it more okay, like Lebowski? It's Lebowski. It or has is it, it all there? Like log jamming. No, it's Lebowski. It has the Jesus. It has everything in there. Huh? Mod. Jesus porn has James Dean <laughs> as. Wait, Jesus. does it really with two E's? Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, he's like the, you know, he's the mainstream male porn actor of our time. Oh, right. Who does and he yeah, play? He, he plays the Jesus. Holy shit. Wow. You know, I knew they cast him in the canyons for a reason. He doesn't fuck around. He doesn't do shit that and guy. And there was a reason we discussed him on this podcast. Right. All roads lead to Lebowski, that's why. They totally do. Can we ever, are we ever going to get to talk about Tara Reid's ass here, though? Or are you uh, avoiding that intentionally? Uh, I'm not intentionally avoiding it. I'm not sure how much we really need to talk about. Not much. Mina Dispatcher. Mina Dispatcher. I don't like the way it says looks. Says there's something wrong with Dinah Cobble. I don't like the cut of her jib here. I think that's my main problem. I don't like the cut of the jib here. Just doesn't look good. It's gross. Well, I feel like they did not... Like, so if they were to shoot this as a film, like, as maybe part of the movie, you know, they would have taken care with lighting and body makeup and angle, all this stuff, right? And it would be this amazing, succulent female form. (laughs) 
but they did not do that here. It was just kind of like a B shot. They, I'm gonna guess they actually shot it on VHS tape. It looks like they you did. know. I mean, it's it's supposed to look like VHS. I'm guessing that actually just did that. You know, possibly you know, just put a giant one giant light shining in. I don't know. And so, yeah, you know. And again, only now can we actually pause it and really take a look at it. You know, with today's technology. So. Yeah, it's it's not it's probably somewhat unflattering, but it's also But the thing uh, is just is what it is. So there's two ways to look at it though. It's like the one thing is so uh, I have a newfound respect for three artists. Not even a newfound respect. I'm just a complete and total asshole basically. So I've recently come to understand that I've made a terrible mistake in my respect for number one, Frank Zappa. <sighs> Have you ever listened to Frank Zappa, Brad? You've never heard of that artist. Uh, so he was uh, in the seventies. Heard of him a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he had you know a couple of offspring, Moon Unit, Dweezil. I wrote the guy off, but I want you to listen to Frank Zappa a little bit. I'll send you a couple of songs. Do that. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll, I'll try to figure it out. As a composer. Right. Look at this man as a composer. So I, I'd written him off my whole life as just a, you know, sort of a sideshow, like a Mr. Roboto-esque, like, ha look at that crazy ass. Yeah. So there's number one. Number two. He did seem to me like to be maybe like overly... Weird for weirdness's Artistic. sake or something, you know? Yeah. Ooh, look how kooky I am. That's And same reason. I just like, yeah, okay, buddy, whatever. Anyway, give him a chance. Number two, John Waters. Okay, I like John Waters. See, I didn't. I, I've seen Serial Mom. I saw Pink Flamingos. And it's just like, you're just taking a camera and pointing it at gross things and manufacturing like putting some like barely putting some work in to manufacture some gross things and like oh, like it it seemed like cinematic defecation to me just not interesting at all well it was literal defecation but anyway i'm not even talking about that like that's a whole other thing that's the third person I had underestimated artistically was Andy Warhol, but Andy Warhol and John Waters are linked. Andy Warhol started a whole television show, Andy Warhol TV, maybe a network even, but he had a series of interviews with, you know, actresses, actors, directors, and I was in Pittsburgh over the weekend and went to the Andy Warhol Museum, and there's this whole room filled with TVs, like iPads, just showing his programming and there's probably like 60 TVs and there's headphones. You can just sit there and like watch the shows. And I sat down and watched an interview with John Waters and uh, I just hated John Waters, but at least I knew the name and I watched it and I just probably in the three minutes I sat there and watched this interview with him, it completely changed my opinion of him he's um being interviewed while divine is getting his makeup done 
and they're talking about the the process to create that look and how arduous that was with the you know the eyeliner come swooping off and the crazy shit on the head and the crazy hair and they interview him while divine's doing the makeup thing and it's just you can tell it's taking like 2 hours and it's every time they had to film divine had to get this makeup put on and they're talking about creating the interior of a home that would look like a white trash home and how difficult that was to do and to make it convey on the screen like going around the neighborhood and going to every thrift store and buying every piece of shitty furniture they can like arranging it just so and they had people in the neighborhood come into the home to like tour through it and they weren't sure if they were supposed to say like ooh look how shitty it looks cuz you know everybody around might right. be like what you're talking about this looks like my house and uh divine getting like got a box of chocolates from a fan one time but it was uh you know like a Whitman sampler but like three levels high individually wrapped all very carefully individually wrapped chocolates and little wrappers three levels high but it was shit a fan had saved up different colors textures consistencies of shit and like very carefully wrapped them and put them in the box and sent them to him and he was just like ah excuse me this is not awesome Waters showing up at a hotel in Baltimore to like, I don't know, go to a something on a shoot or a conference and they get wind that he's going to be there. And like he shows up and goes to the door of his room and they have written in dog shit like, welcome, with an exclamation point and everything as if like, oh, you like shit. You love shit. You're John Waters. Here, have some shit on your door. Like it was a heartfelt thing. Like, they were serious about it. They just assumed, like, Divine ate some dog shit, so, like, he's really into that. And he's just like, can you please send someone up to clean this off? (laughs) But the best part, apparently there's some, like, like, the world's shittiest, Disney Museum somewhere on the outskirts of Baltimore, and this is in like 84 or something, so it's probably not there anymore, but <laughs> like dirt in the corners and cobwebs hanging off of things and like plywood tables with like like a DVD cover of Sleeping Beauty on it. <laughs> and he was going around there looking at what he referred to as all the hillbilly families that had brought their family there. It's like, well, we're not going to Disney World, but We'll go to that there, that there Disney World Museum over in Elkhart and, City. And so we, we can look at uh, <laughs> a book, DVD covers. A cobweb-ridden DVD cover. And <laughs> it was a family of, again, what he referred to as hillbillies with their hillbilly children lumping around. Hey, mama, what's this, mama? It's like, it's some, like the world's shittiest, uh, terrarium with like Sleeping Beauty in it, some bastardly incarnation of Sleeping Beauty 
What? Sleeping Beauty. What's that about? It's a princess. And she's sleeping. And he was just there overhearing them say this, and he's like, oh, oh, yes, another another cherished fable handed down to another generation. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, you fuck, you're all right, because that's hilarious. But just the amount of work it took to put a movie like Pink Flamingos even together, and this is what um, Logjam reminds me of, because... Chances are they shot this shit on film and then like treated it to make it look like video, even though I don't think so. But to like, it takes a lot of care to make something look this crappy. Unless you're truly an amateur. But they're not. It's hard to make something this shitty. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like, it does. It does make sense. Like, you're the Cohen brothers, but now you have to make something that looks deliberate. Not deliberately, though. You have to deliberately make something that looks, like, naturally shitty. That's hard. That's really hard. Because I... There's... If you just look at the shot, and I'm just at 4600, Uli Kunkel's face is lit, you know? So if this right. was one source, like they're lighting the back of Tara Reed with this unflattering lingerie shot, lingerie ass shot. But Uli Kunkel's face is lit. So there's another light out there. So that's at least two lights. Well, he's in the he's in the doorway. I mean, there is some kind of like light in the hallway that kind of becomes like a Hair light. But yeah, I mean, there's... Now, check his left foot out. There's a light coming from behind him, too. So not only is his face lit, he's got a backlight. Two lights just for him. And if you look, there's a light that's off to our our left, screen left, because you can see a shadow of Tara Reid in the little corner of the doorway there. So one, two, there's at least three lights. And I feel like if this was shitty porn, they probably wouldn't bother with three lights. Unless it's a, well, like a, um... You'd be surprised. Is it a Boogie night scenario where they used to take more care with the porn or something? I mean, I think so. The, the pornos? The porns? See, I said the porn. So, porn being plural, then. Hmm. We're going to have to... We could probably Wikipedia this. Discuss. So... The porn, I'm looking at. The, the prawn? Not the... We don't want to get banned. Like, boy lover group or something. Oh. Uh, you don't want to talk about that, do you? No. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, um... Yep. So, so Moving right along. To, I'm going to write it John down. John Waters, though. You kind of... So you in, uh... So you kind of changed your tune on him when you saw how much work he put into this. I, you may not necessarily appreciate or enjoy his product or his art, but you can now respect at least the work they put into it. I made the terrible, terrible, grievous mistake, and this is why I started that out with Frank Zappa, and and for that matter, Andy Warhol. I made the terrible mistake of writing those artists off as, ooh, it's going to be hard to say, but lazy, I guess, in that they just 
in the case of Waters, pointed their camera at things and pressed record. In the case of Zappa, pointed the microphone at a thing and just pressed record. And I guess in the case of Warhol, like, just pissed out something onto a canvas, which is Mm -hmm. literally accurate, but there's intention there. Because my favorite thing in the museum, possibly, besides the Waters interview, was these copper-infused canvases that um, Andy and some of his studio assistants had, had urinated on. And the resulting oxidation caused different patterns and colorations. And he was particularly enamored with one of his studio assistants because he had a a curiously high vitamin B uh, intake. So he got some particularly colorful patterns on the the copper-based paint as the urine oxidized. But the thing about Warhol was he was so damn prolific. Like, that's the thing I took away, which I never appreciated about the guy. I'm like, yeah, anybody can paint a damn soup can. Oh, and that's all you have to do, and and then you're famous? And I was guilty of writing him off. But he never, never stopped working, Brad. Ever. He was always creating things. And some of the things hanging in there aren't, like, groundbreaking. They're not the best shit ever, but it's, like, six floors of the man's art, paintings, sketches, drawings, television programming, films, magazines. It just goes on and on, and your the mind reels at the amount of work he put into all of it just creating non-stop it's like you are what you repeatedly do and he was an artist yeah you are what you repeatedly do that's very true you know i it's like no i'm a filmmaker well at this point i'm not a filmmaker i'm a shitty podcaster if i was a filmmaker you would be a filmmaker just make films though i would just make films yeah you could do it, though. You can become a filmmaker tomorrow. Right, by making films. If you got some film and started making it. Right. Just make some films. But right now, we're podcasters. Make some filmos. But no, we're just podcasters. But anyway, it was it was sort of a... I, it's a double-edged sword. It was refreshing... But it was also sort of demoralizing to realize that I had fallen into the trap of like writing an artist off without, and it's fine to not enjoy the things that an artist does, like that's not my thing, but to write them off as like lazy or not putting the work in somehow, it's like to realize that I had done that was sort of a, kind of a wake up call, like, hey, you're an asshole. There's a lot of work that you don't even notice that goes into these things. They put all that work into it so you would not have to uh, notice it. Right. Right. So. Anyway. So so the name Mod means uh, Battle Mighty. Mod means Battle Mighty? 
That's what it says according to Nameberry.com. Did you say Nameberry.com? Yes. <laughs> it's like a berry, uh, it's like a uh, baby name site. And this is pop culture references for the name Mod. Mod Findlay, TV character played by B. Arthur from the 1970s. <laughs> Mod Flanders, character from The Simpsons. Mod Lebowski from the movie The Big Lebowski. Well, that's why she's holding a trident in the dream sequence, I suppose. She's battle what? Battle mother? Battle battle monger? Battle mighty. Battle, battle mighty. hyphen mighty. <laughs> she's, you know, Mod's fairly battle mighty. Judd Apatow's daughter is Maud. Maud Apatow. Some people, critics mostly, blame Judd Apatow for the death of, of comedy. In that there's no jokes anymore in movies. There's just, look at the horrible thing that happened. And I can kind of see it, but at the same time... Eh. I think it's an improvement. I think it's an improvement, too. It's like we've moved from some vaudeville, right. like, hey. uh, let's just flower oh, squirt ha, ha, ha. you in the face. Yeah, exactly. Look at this pie! Oh, didn't see that coming, did ya? Ha ha ha! Yeah, stupid. Take the F train. <laughs> Take the F train? Is that a... Mod <laughs> is a lacy mauve-tinted <laughs> name that was wildly popular a hundred years ago. I don't know what that means. What, take the F train or wildly popular a hundred years ago? Mauve tinted. Ma or mauve, I guess. Yeah, well... M-A-U-V-E, that's mauve? Well, it's... Yes, technically that's mauve. That's a little thing that Joss Whedon oh. and I did during our high school years, is we would pronounce the word M-A-U-V-E as mauve. So you would... Mr. Moore. the sticks... Well, and, and talk about the proper pronunciation of various colors. Okay. And uh, we'd get pumped up for our basketball games because we both played basketball. So, you know, we'd go out into his VW van that was outside of Twin Pines, parked there in the parking lot. And, you know, parents were going in watching the girls' basketball game. The guys play second. And we'd get pumped up listening to uh, Sing for the Day. Off the Pieces of Eight album... Not a great um, getting pumped up song. Let's put it that way. But yeah, we would pronounce Mauve. Ove? Move. <laughs> Move. It was wildly popular 100 years ago, but has been rarely heard in the past 50. Some stylish parents are starting to choose it again. Mod or Move? Mod. Okay. Mod is a lacy, mauve-tinted name, however. So our English teacher, Mr. Moore, with one O, so think about that. Mr. Moore? One O. All right. I mean, Mr. Moore, Moore, Moore with one O? As a name? Anyway... He was the one that was like, the correct pronunciation is Mauve. But really, Joss Whedon and I pronounced it Mauve to ridicule him because I once wrote a book report on the Lord of the Rings trilogy for him. 
and it was great. It was fantastic. And he loved it, and he gave me a great grade and nice remarks, but he dinged me for, I guess, an incomplete sentence, it would be called. And, okay. and I argued, like I took it up to him and like argued to his face about this. He's like, mm, no, the subject and verb don't agree or something. And I remember to this day the sentence that I wrote. Can you tell me if this is a proper sentence? All right. I can't wait to hear this because I love grammar. Go. I love that you love grammar. You're going to give me an answer on this, right? I am Chev Chelios up on this grammar. Because shit, man, this, this has really been stuck in my craw. I'm not even joking for like 20 years. Well, more than 20 years. It's like, man, this burned me up. Like, I didn't have confrontations with my teacher, but I took this up to him and was like, what are you talking about? Here's the sentence. You ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> Complete histories and lineages unfold as you delve into his books, period. You got that? Do you need me as to repeat you it? Delve. Complete histories and lineages unfold as you delve into his books, period. Now, is that a proper sentence? Is that a sentence, first of all? Could it be better? That's not the question, first of all. The complaint was, that is not a sentence. It's not an appropriate sentence. Doesn't even qualify as a sentence. Histories and lineages unfold. Well, they can unfold. Who's unfolding right. them? The fuck are you talking about? Lineages unfold. Histories unfold. Nobody's unfolding them. They just unfold. Yeah, I mean, grammatically, I think it's correct. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Now, there was a little, like, kind of upticked there. There was a little hesitation. Well, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to make sure there's... I mean, you're right. Histories and lineages unfold. Was he, was he being a simple person? The, the the only thing, um, the one thing I could wonder is, is it like somehow improper, like f to say a lineage, like uh, for a lineage to unfold, like that is nonsensical? Possibly. Kind of like. And that's like a person can. Un yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I was thinking. And it's like when he, that's as close as I can come right now. He wrote that down. He scribbled it in his red pen on the side of the paper. And I read it. I'm like. I was like, oh, shit. And I went back and read it. And I was like, oh, maybe he's right. And read it again and read it again. It's like, wait, no. What are you talking about? It's fine. No, it's not fine. It's not? How's that? What are you talking about? Have you found it's, something? Shouldn't it be as you dive into his books? Delve? Delve. 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 I'm, I mean, I've looked at it so. I've looked at the sentence so much. Delve. That I'm not even sure about anything. You mean delve? Reach inside a receptacle and search for something. A lineage or a history could be a receptacle, okay, okay. right? Right, right, right. To dig, excavate as you dig into his books, as you delve, delve. Now we delve further. Are there better as you delve as you 
delve <laughs> are there better word choices like let's further. okay let's not tear yeah. me up tear my you know 14 year old self apart too much here are there Delving. better word choices sure but to say it's not a sentence that was the complaint it's not a sentence that is a sentence and a proper one at that could it be better duh of course I never claimed to be a good writer, but it's still a sentence. Come on. Complete histories and lineages unfold as you delve into his books. You're reaching inside. Awkwardly phrased? Sure. Improper sentence? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, you delve. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I would say yes. I thought I would say this sentence. It stands up. I have to say this sentence passes muster. <laughs> it, it stands up to scrutiny, doesn't it? Passes muster. I've I've always been one for awkward turns of phrase. Is that a turn of of a phrase? Turn of phrase. Hmm. Um. He laughed at her funny. That's two year old, for instance. There's another one where I just write it down. Remember that one? He laughed at her funny. Her funny. Santuli was pissed. It's two-year-old. What are you talking about? He didn't even like the name of the movie, Two of Twelve. Awkward. That's all he wrote. He put up a line and said, awkward. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know. So he's saying the phrase he laughed at her funny was awkward? He was saying it was two-year-old. <laughs> well, I'll say... It is pretty two-year-old. Written, it's two-year-old, but I think, you know, for the character and for the... You know, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense in spoken English for a certain type of character, without a doubt. For a certain type of character, sure. What's he supposed to say? He laughed at her... Her jest... <laughs> right. I mean, I. Well, I'm assuming you're using funny as an adverb in this. No, it's a noun. Okay, then that is two year old. Oh, it's totally two year old. Totally two year old. But he didn't like the title either, two of 12. That's only because he didn't get it. Nobody understands, man. It was man. too deep. It's way too deep. You want to talk about the movie at all, or. We good. Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, I feel like there's a we, you know, we have this mod here, and we have not cracked into, you know, cracked that nut there in terms of all I think mod has to offer. I don't even know what to say about mod. We have to. I mean, but you know, I think we're running a little long, and it is kind of late. I mean, you know, the one thing again, Lebowski the movie is just this parade of different characters that get brought out you know the jesus walter brant the titular lebowski mod now we have mod mm -hmm. the feminist art i always forget that dom herrera is in this movie is that how you pronounce his name herrera i think so he's in this movie fucking crazy so one thing I'll have to mention. The Kahlua? Where is it? Why can't he find it? Don't worry, it's behind the Glenlivet. 
Good to know. When he asks, where's the Kahlua at 45.32, there's this spread of liquor bottles. Smirnoff, cool, he's got his vodka. There's some bitters, some wild turkey, some tangeray. Tons of shit all over the place. Now, how would the dude not see the Kahlua, but at 45, they cut to Maud, and then they cut back to him, like, less than four seconds later, and he's got the Kahlua in his hand. It was behind the canister, which I think is a special sort of Glenlivet, like an 18-year-old Glenlivet or something. So it was back there. Just pointing that out. Pointing that out. This this minute, I feel like we just have to mention it does contain a, the rather one of the he fixes the more cable iconic lines. <laughs> well, it does have that. Well, does it have that? I don't think we've gotten to that in this minute. No, definitely. Not. No, no, we have not. You're right. But it does have um, a natural zesty enterprise. Right. Which is nice. Right. I like that. As Beyonce knows full well. Yes. So uh, the Jude and Maude are reunited in a new film. Really? Yes. If it'll ever see the light of day. Tell me. I should. The Seventh Son. I just discovered this. So I was the Googling seventh trying to son? find more information about. Uh, about mod here, you know, some material for this podcast, some more background. <laughs> you know, I did have some questions about mod. I was going to some answers, and I came across this Seventh Son movie that it looked like it was originally going to come out in now, actually, January seventeenth, twenty fourteen. So it would have come out last weekend. But you fucked it up again, man. It is now been pushed to february 2015 they needed an extra year in production or they just decided like there's no way this thing would flow i don't know (laughs) i have to say the uh the trailer definitely isn't that great it says uh It's some kind of fantasy thing. The dude is some kind of like warrior wizard guy that fights supernatural business and Julianne Moore, some kind of dragon devil lady, witch person. Takes place in like the, the 16, 1700s, something like that. I no longer have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I had no idea this movie existed, although apparently it was originally scheduled for, for release February 22nd, 2013. So you may think I'm joking, but I really have no idea what you're... T- I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> I'm floating into the ether. It's a... I'll put the link to the trailer in the show notes, which you can find at Gutterballs TV. What in the hell are you talking about, TV. man? I'm talking about The Seventh Son. The Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Based on the novel The Spook's <laughs> Apprentice by Joseph Delaney. Starring Jeff Bridges and Julianne Moore. Is it difficult Originally to make scheduled. this shit up? Like how Originally or do you just scheduled. like are these your dreams? <laughs> and you, like do you make notes with Siri? Do you use voice to text and like the shit that it autocorrects? You just look at and read to me just to baffle me did you send me a link for 
Gabriel Union's weight loss syrup? <laughs> Secret? So. The porn diet? Did you send that no, to me? No, I did not send Why that to you. Why is this on my screen right now? Via what? Uh, I think it was just uh, you're looking for porns versus porno, probably. Maybe that was it, I guess. Here, I'll put the link in there. I, Gabriel uh, Union's so weight loss are, secret, uh, the porn you diet. You were sleeping. You were sleeping watching the Warriors. I was. I sent you. I sent you this trailer. What trailer? For <laughs> the Seventh Son. No. <laughs> Talking about. You just refuse to admit that it exists. Are you? Oh, all right. I think we gotta mm. turn this off. We're being. I see a YouTube link. I didn't watch. We lost our hold on reality. <laughs> it's. It's done, man. It's oh god. Uh, oh, you wake up sometimes. You know, you fall asleep and you wake up, and it, like it gets weird. Like shit just gets off here. You know how that is in the middle of the day. You kind of fall asleep, and then it's weird oh, yeah. when you wake up. Definitely. I got. Oh, I got to I'm using a new mic, by the way. I was testing it last night, and I was telling stories. Just remind me to tell you about Minnie the parakeet next right. next time. We'll put we'll put next it on time. there for next time. Yes. I don't know how that relates, but we'll, t- we'll talk next about next time. Jesus. Yeah, maybe next time we can also you know we can start to just get in <laughs> into you know Carl Hungus. Yeah, well, there's some, Joya, the whole thing. There's some good shit next time. So. I feel like we did a... Such great fucking names. Anyway. <laughs> a good job of not talking about the Big Lebowski at all this time. You know, I one of our listeners, um, besides Brandon, uh, another listener commented to me this week that um, she stopped listening because we talked about the movie too much. So I felt in some there ways we, we, uh, we did a good job this time. She can get back into it. Yeah, you can get back into it now. No danger of us actually talking about the movie. <laughs> Have no fear. Won't talk about that shit. All right, Brad. <laughs> I I don't know what what just happened, but um, I don't know. It was pretty awesome. I had a great time. <laughs> I had a great time, but I don't know. What I haven't it was. had this good a time in a long time. So. At least a week. All right, yeah, my friend. Days. All right, Adam. Let's kill it. Slash Seth. Saddam. No. Whoa, whoa, did you hear what I just did? Saddam. I combined Seth and Adam into Saddam. Wow. Heavy. Yes. Why is everything so heavy in the future? It was our hmm. time of our conflict with the Iraqis. Right. Saddam. Saddam. Wow. Wow. Poop deck. Next time on Gutterball. And the dispatcher says there's something wrong with Dinah Carver.